Hello and welcome to the first spooky Halloween edition of the Dead Frog Lily podcast. Mm. <laughs> You're here with your host Adam. Hi Darren. <laughs> um, and today we're going to be reviewing Netflix's offer for Halloween, which is Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> right. <laughs> so, what are your first thoughts of this film? <laughs> well, it's Adam Sandler, you know, the man who won the Independent Spirit Award for Best Male Lead in Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. back in another unforgettable role as Hubie Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> Do you genuinely like Adam Sandler? Um, I like his older stuff. Like, I still think I like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, uh, Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that is really good. Like, it's, like 50 First Dates is even alright, you know what I mean? Yeah. But his newer stuff, aside from Uncut Gems, is a bit miss more than hit and miss you know yeah i really like click oh yeah click. i really oh, like yeah. uh just go with it obviously not um and i like grown-ups but apart from those few diversions from the rest of his career <laughs> he is soiled cinema with his Aww. trashy awful shitty films <laughs> See, Little Nicky, I'm just looking through his uh, filmography now. Little Nicky's a solid film, if no. you don't take it seriously. You've got Big Daddy, that's a great film. No. The Wedding Singer, no? No. None of these ones hitting you? Absolutely um, not. The Longest Yard, <laughs> the American version of Mean Machine? No. Have you seen that one? No. <laughs> okay, right. That's a decent one. Um, Airheads, he was alright, and that's not really his film. But Airheads is good, but it's not because of him. <laughs> it's not because of him, no, 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 no. <laughs> Brendan Fraser carries that film. Yeah. Um... But yeah, like he, it's a strange situation where he's got a couple that I really do like, and then the rest is just utter drivel. And this is one of the utter drivel ones, in my opinion. <laughs> don't get me wrong; I'm not saying this is like a cinematic masterpiece. Oh no. no, don't go in expecting that. I don't know why the fuck he would, but oh, it's just it's just it's a fun time if you turn your brain off completely. If you turn it off so far that you're like dribbling. Yep. Then maybe you could enjoy some of the parts of it. I can definitely confirm that. I, I actually enjoyed this one. For, for how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite, like, season, as edgy and hot topic as this makes me sound, is Halloween. And this film soiled <laughs> Halloween. This film defiles my favourite, like, time of year. <laughs> do you think like this is something this film is like let's let's proper overanalyze this do you think it's like self-aware of what it's doing i think adam sandler is after people like me who will watch <laughs> this because it's just a bit of halloween fun and then it makes them so unreasonably angry that he's like getting back at people for not giving him an oscar for uncut gems <laughs> because like in the film there's the scene where all the uh, reporters and the news anchors are they're like oh we'll switch to julie wherever and they're all dressed as harley quinn <laughs> like that itself is such a good commentary on as you said like hot topic culture and halloween mm. and oh, i don't want to say like fake horror fans but like one of those weird horror elitist nerds like but you know what i mean it's halloween it's up as a slutty harley quinn see i thought that was a really clever joke if it was 2016. Because it's already moved on. The Harley Quinn yeah. thing is not apparent anymore. It wasn't there last year. It wasn't there this year. But 2016, everyone was Harley Quinn. Even Aaron was Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, I'll photoshop myself on Harley Quinn now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was, it'd been funny if it was a bit earlier, but it was just a bit out of date. 
Adam Sandler clearly wrote that one a bit of a while ago. I still found it <laughs> funny though. Like I still found myself laughing at that particular bit. Yeah. Because it is like when that did happen, you definitely saw it everywhere. The concept of it is right because like when something like semi slutty character comes out, everyone's like, right, I'm gonna yeah. do that one, and only me will do it. And then you turn up to a party, fucking <laughs> everyone's in it, you know. I'm pretty sure there was like a Pennywise costume, and this is all from you know it chapter one and two. Yeah, I like, remember the clown year. Yeah. Where all the clown signs happened and then that Halloween it was just rampant with that shit right so the basic story of this film is despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem yeah it's set in Salem uh, and it's Halloween celebration UB Dubois which is essentially UB Doobie lol <laughs> uh, is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike but this year, something is going to bump in the night, and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. It makes me angry just reading it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that undersells it, to be honest. Under, well, undersells depends it. Depends what you mean by undersells, but... See, it should be something like, you know, Hubie Dubois, the fear-leading hero of Salem, tries <laughs> to save the day on his, the most special time of the year or something. Like, this is a guy <laughs> Sounds who, like a Christmas film. Yeah, I realise it's... Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a guy who's, like, scared of, like, literally everything. Like, yeah. there's so many montages of him just getting scared mm-hmm. or made to jump or anything like that. But he still tries to go out of his way to save the town as he sees best. He is, like, actively bullied. Yeah. And it's, like, somewhat depressing because, like, he goes back to his house, it's covered in, like, toilet paper and shit everywhere there's a burning vigil outside his house yeah and it's like (laughs) and then he's just like oh yeah this happens every year in this sad voice and it's like what the fuck (laughs) is this a metaphor for Adam Sandler's discography (laughs) filmography uh, and like how he tries his best but everyone just shits on it maybe it is I don't know this is a dude become a cool classic with all this underlying themes and (laughs) analysis that you can do yeah exactly you can (laughs) analyse anything if you can can analyse Hubie Halloween you can analyse fucking anything but no, as you said, like um, it happens every year thing, and there's a point where he just keeps cycling through the repeat joke, we keep cycling through mm. the street, yeah. and he keeps getting thrown random stuff at him, and he knows when and how to dodge it each and every time. Yeah. Like, so they, this shows that this is clearly a man who, uh, for most of his child and adult life, has been bullied hard by everyone in this town. Yeah, he's been beaten down into this weird, strange little character that everyone openly calls a loser. Yeah. And it's somewhat just depressing to watch in some parts. You've got to appreciate what like, his skill set, though. Like, he was able to dodge an actual desktop computer at one point yeah. on his bike, which I thought was damn impressive. I'm not fast enough to do that. <laughs> um, are we going to talk about like the, the MVP character of this entire film? I don't know who you mean by that. That's... <laughs> oh, you must know. It was like in almost every scene. It's the thermos. Oh, his right. Swiss Army thermos with like every every like MacGuffin mm, you can go go gadget thermos yeah it's amazing it's got everything it's like retractable it's got a grappling hook it's such a strange gimmick to just to, yeah. in the middle of this film it's like and then he at the very end of the film I guess spoiler alert but like <laughs> but he um, he makes thermoses for the kids of his new girlfriend or wife or I don't know yeah, um, it's like yeah, I think they're married because like the um his love interest fosters kids. Yeah. So obviously he becomes like the foster dad. Yeah, and then he makes these thermoses that have like I can't remember what specifically it is, but I think one of them's like dryer, right? mace and one of them is it? I thought it was a head. One of them might be a hairdryer, one of them might be mace, <laughs> I don't know. But it's like he can just make these things. Like why isn't he doing that instead of just like 
being a hall monitor for Halloween essentially. Yeah, why isn't he like patenting this thing and just made millions? Yeah, like, like I want one. Sort I of. Yeah, it's like Hermione's bag from Harry Potter. Like you yeah. put everything in it, but it's a thermos and instantly cooler. Yeah, it's like a cool <laughs> thing in the hands of an imbecile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we should get the biggest thing out of the way, the big fat elephant in the room. The voice, right? <laughs> I did not... If I'd have heard the voice before seeing this film, I would have not watched the film. <laughs> it is... I thought it was a joke at the start and it would stop after like 10 minutes, but it is an hour and 42 minutes of uh, a borderline offensive voice yep. that grates on you and it's just constant in every single scene. It's like a mixture of mumbling and some sort of offensive voice of someone who's disabled... And it's just like Adam Sandler doing it and it's just tasteless and it's, oh. See, if you're a Adam Sandler connoisseur, <laughs> then obviously you, you'd be used to him doing like really weird voices in some mm. of his films. But obviously these ones are like pre-2010. pre So like you've got like Little Nicky where he's got a weird voice. And then you've got what the Waterboy where again, borderline offensive. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things he seems to enjoy doing. And I can't really explain or have any answers to why. Yeah. In films like Bedtime Stories, he does his normal voice. And then, like, as a little add-on that Sandler always does, he, like, when he's talking to a kid or doing a funny gag, he'll, like, do a stupid voice. But this is, like, that stupid voice for the entire film. <laughs> and it makes me unreasonably angry whenever he talks. Because it's just, like, all the characters normally talking to him. Uh, and then he'll just reply in this stupid mumble. It's fucking horrendous. <laughs> I can't. I don't like the voice, but I like the contrast. Like the last thing he made before this, as I said, was Uncut Gems, and he was great in that. Like I'd range it, and then in this, he's got a weird mustache mm. and a bad voice with a Swiss thermos. And I don't know. It's just it's interesting to see how this is clearly a complicated man. Yeah, you can, <laughs> in the acting world, you can tell that Adam Sandler wrote this film. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? It's just shit. Utter <laughs> shit. See, I, I can't, I can't be that mean to it. So I generally did laugh at elements of this. I know I shouldn't have, but it's one of those films where it's like it's so bad, it's good. No, it's not. Yeah, it's bad. No, you can watch it. You Tony Brown was like, "What is this? This got a budget and released on Netflix. It was trending in the top ten on Netflix." I think this is proof that Netflix will literally put out anything. <laughs> this is like you've heard of like the McConaughey or whatever. <laughs> this is the Adam Sandler where he's coming back. This is the opposite. This is Adam Sandler doing something good and then going so far down that it, there's no way to come back from it. Well, I mean, you say you know going down, but Uncut Gems is polarizing for a lot of audiences. Maybe mm-hmm. this is just the same. But it has got critical <laughs> reception, pretty good for Uncut Gems. Yeah. Whereas this has got pretty shit. It's looking like fifty percent on almost all of the. Uh, like yeah, IMDb Metascore all that type of shit <laughs> it's definitely a 50-50 film yeah but as uh, I've got written down how can you hate a film where Kevin James has a mullet like come on Kevin James was alright in this like he wasn't obnoxious he wasn't doing a stupid voice his haircut was sort of funny um, he was okay he wasn't that bad at all he wasn't in it too much yeah playing the uh, like, proper like jock stereotype that's been in like a lot of films where it's uh you know they're a bully and a jock in high school they don't get anywhere so they become like the sheriff of their local town yeah yeah obviously bullies hubie yeah and he like gives Yubi a fake job and makes him do like a report every month and then says oh put it in a secret location which is a trash can (laughs) the only bit 
that actually made me laugh. And it wasn't it wasn't even a laugh to be honest. It was more like a a funny exhale. It was like when I saw the old woman who's played by June Squibb. Um, she has the she's Yubi's mum, and she has these T-shirts on every single time she's on screen. It's a different T-shirt. It says stuff like uh, "Muffs Diving School." It says stuff like uh, you know what? So we've got to Google this, and I'll pop some of them yeah. on the screen as well. Um, Yubi's <laughs> mum's shirts. See if Google knows what I'm talking about. Nope, it does not know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, it does. Here we go. Uh, Bona donor. Um, it's not going to lick itself. Uh, I shaved my balls for this. Uh, I'd hit that. If you're reading this, you're in fart range. Um, kayaking gets me wet. Um, happy Halloweener. And I think that might be it. That's a lot of t-shirts. That is a lot of t-shirts, to be fair. <laughs> I didn't even remember there being that many. I remember like the first three, four you said. Yeah, I, I, the Muffs Diving School one was the one I was like, <laughs> <laughs> See, now, June Squibb is like an adorable old woman, essentially. She just yeah. looks dead happy and everything. Um, she was also in Would You Rather, a horror film with uh, Jeffrey Combs. Combs? Yeah, that you should see. From yeah, the, and the girl from Pitch Perfect. I won't reanimate you on Pitch Perfect. All right, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> both links, obviously. Is that Would You Rather than Pitch Perfect girls in? Yeah, where she has to, <laughs> my attention, where she has to like, it's all get stabbed in the eye and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they cross over in the same universe. Yeah. Um, but no, she goes from playing like an adorable old woman in that as well, and then in this wearing those t-shirts. Mm. It's, you can't help but at least chuckle. Like So her and Hoobie are both like clueless as to what they actually mean, and she's getting them from like Goodwill and charity shops, so she just has this endless supply of like meme shirts. Yeah, which, you know, you get a nice little laugh. Yeah, um, the only laugh of the film. <laughs> so, speaking about the cast still, like June Squibb, you also had Ray Liotta in this, which for me, is a, is genuinely a crime against cinema. Like, Ray Liotta should not be in a film like this. Goodfellas Ray Liotta. Yeah, he, Adam Sandler has clearly pulled a lot of figures in. Also, Ben Stiller is Ooh. at the very start of the film, who's like a good actor who's just sort of thrown into this at the start. What? So he's pulling a lot of, like, favours in for, like, <laughs> come and be my film for, like, five minutes. Did you happen to know that Ben Stiller was also in another Adam Sandler film? Which one? He was in Happy Gilmore playing... Oh, I seen that one. <laughs> ...Orderly How. This is a shared universe, Adam. Oh, is it? Yeah, because yeah. in Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler's grandma is in a nursing home and Orderly How is a dick who makes everyone, like, all the old people make blankets for him to sell illegally in, like, a sweatshop. And it's the same Orderly who's in Hubie's Halloween, so these are connected. Well, I don't know if you've seen it in the news recently, but somewhere in like Scandinavia, is it? They've got a super collider. Um, and they're currently thinking that in the next few days they're going to be able to contact a parallel universe. Perhaps the Hubie Adam Sandler universe is the one we're going to connect to. Oh, I can't wait. And if it is, I'll just top myself. It's all in the <laughs> hips. It's fine. Yeah, I just, I just do not want to be a part of a world where this is a real thing. <laughs> So going back to the cast, yeah, uh, Ben Stiller is at the start of the film. He also has like Keenan Thompson from like Keenan and Kel is like massively underused. Yeah, in this film, we got Steve Buscemi, a little bit of Rob Schneider. Like, <laughs> well, in the same way that you usually get um, Vine stars in Netflix movies, Adam Sandler has clearly pulled some strings and got like every single side character is someone from SNL. 
Yeah, I mean, I think all of these guys have been in some of his films before, or at least worked with him on like SNL and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bit where um, they're looking, they're trying to find out who the killer is, and everyone's in the same room in this haunted house, and literally almost everyone apart from Adam Sandler is like, and he used to be, is like a regular on SNL. So it's like clearly where he's sourced a lot of his people from. I mean, good or bad, an Adam Sandler film is still a big film. Like, somehow they still make, obviously taking out quality, so they still make money. They do. They do. He's, he's still like... Bankable. Yeah, and he's still able to make essentially what he wants as well, which is still impressive. Yeah. Good on him for making whatever he wants, but it's just a shame that this is what he wants. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no judging for taste, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, obviously you've got uh, Steve Buscemi in this as well. With a, <sighs> Another wasted talent. Oh, definitely, but... One of my favourite, I wanted the entire time, spoilers, like, they think, or well, Hubie thinks that Steve Buscemi is a werewolf. Which is a pretty safe assumption with the shitty scenes. Yeah, like, he's been, <laughs> he plays his um, neighbour Walter and he starts, like, boarding up his uh, his own house and everything, mm. and Hubie ends up going in there to see if he's alright, and he sees him in the basement, ca- like, cowering like an animal with hairy forearms. Yeah. And obviously Steve Buscemi escapes, so now Hubie is convinced yeah. that he's a werewolf. <laughs> But it, that was one of the best twists of this film because I did not expect it. I didn't expect it, but I wouldn't say that's good. <laughs> now, obviously, spoilers again, but the twist is Steve Buscemi is actually just an escape mental patient who thinks he's a werewolf and his cellmate, played by Rob Schneider, comes to save him and convince him to go back to the asylum that they're from. <laughs> Which, it's a really nice, sweet little friend moment, I guess. But I still kind of wanted to see Steve Buscemi as a werewolf. I just wanted to see him go through like the howling change in effect, you know? Yeah, that would have been cool if they had some like it would have redeemed most of the film if it was like some cool practical effects scene where you see him transform, then he goes around and kills who you yeah. be and shit. <laughs> like if they'd have gone like down the supernatural route with this rather than just people being dicks, mm. I'd have preferred it. Talking about twists, there's this voice throughout the entire film who's on like NPR type radio who's like commentating on everything that happens and Yubi goes to the radio station it turns out this like silky woman's voice is coming out of no one other than Shaq who <laughs> sat behind the radio desk yep <laughs> uh, and he also ironically because haha contrasts his wife um, is this like little short fat woman who has this really gruff like yeah closer to Shaq's actual voice but that, even Shaq is a Adam Sandler regular hit. He was in Grown Ups 2. Yeah. Which I think like four people saw. Myself included. <laughs> like, yeah, that's well, two of us. We're half of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was... It was alright. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it funny, but it was it was a better moment. <laughs> I honestly did not expect it. Like, no, no, I, me either. A lot of this film is like random plot points for the sake of like keeping the runtime going, it feels. Yeah. Like, I don't really feel like you needed to even go into the radio place. Like I liked no. just this like extra voice character kind of thing. But I did the reveal of Shaq was like what? <laughs> it just makes no it obviously makes no sense. Yeah, it's a weird little moment in a very weird film. To be fair, mm. one of the things that made me want to watch it is the Stranger Things kid, the kid who plays Will, uh, is in this. And when I originally saw this on Netflix, the little poster because they like to change was of him, and I had no idea Adam Sandler was in it. That's what sort of tricked <laughs> me into seeing it. Um, <laughs> And I don't know why, because this kid's got a really promising career, like starting off in Stranger Things and going on to better stuff, but 
he probably likes Adam Sandler films and was just like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, to be fair, like, no matter what it was, if you get a chance in Adam Sandler film, as, as we said earlier, it's going to make bank. And people are going to see it. Yeah. So just get in there and in whatever, like, well, amount you can. Now he's associated with this. And oh, so is that poor kid, who I don't know the name of, but uh, a kid who's like a famous Disney star died semi-recently. And this film is like dedicated to him. And to have something like this dedicated to you after your death is a massive insult, in my opinion. Oh, see, that's a, that's a tough one. Like, it's a nice <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because um, the person who, di- uh, who died worked with, again, Sandler on Grown Ups. Mm. So it was, he played his son. Yeah. So I think, obviously, working together, I think they must have just been close. You know what I yeah. mean? So obviously, it's a, it's a Halloween film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is actually quite a few references to like other horror films in this yeah, yeah. like one of my favourite ones is they do like almost a beat for beat shot of in Halloween where there's two kids walking down the street and they bump in to obviously it would be Michael Myers in Halloween but it's an escaped mental patient wearing a pig mask <laughs> and, this, yeah. and it's like a shot for shot beat and like stuff like that is like okay nice he's done at least his horror research to get bits in yeah, you know yeah. I mean? it's he's not... definitely got the Halloween vibe yeah in certain bits down which I enjoyed when Adam Sandler wasn't on screen. It was just like, in any film I love it, when it's like that Halloween town vibe where it's just all the festivities of Halloween and everyone being happy wearing masks and all that type of shit. Yeah, see, um, I said this uh, before we started the pod, but like, it's this is the polar opposite to the film Trick or Treat, which, <laughs> you know, is uh, the horror anthology, which is a huge cult following mm-hmm. and everything. And this is like, you watch Trick or Treat first at the start of the night, you then get bevved up and watch Hubie Halloween. And then it becomes in, like, the funniest film you've ever seen. And just everyone... It's only the background. I was really paying attention. You know, you've got drinking games going instead. But you look at the screen and you see Adam Sandler with a thermos hanging from a tree. It's like, it's pretty funny. You know what I mean? It's, it's background noise. I would have watchable. to be horrendously drunk to find this funny. <laughs> Man, I do not guarantee you did not have at least one giggle during this. Yeah, I did. I, no, I actually didn't. I, I went... Like, exhaled <laughs> funny when I saw the shirt. That was it. Oh, man. No, like, I'd, I'd watch this again, but with a group of mates, and just obviously rip the piss out of it, but still get enjoyment out of it. I mean, it's well shot. It's not. Like, it's just boring. It's well shot. The lighting's pretty good. That cornfield yeah, is so great. standard. <laughs> the set for the cornfield is cool. Yeah, they have a nice uh, I saw a BTS shot yeah. where it's, like, massive, and they've got a massive light hanging over it. But that just angers me even more because of all the cool shit they could have done, done with it. Like, give us, give Dead Frog Productions a big fucking maze <laughs> and, like, a cool light itself and we'll do something better than this fucking trash. Yeah, but if we do anything, like, from this, if we get given that money, I'm going to hire Adam Sandler to reprise all of Hubie Dubois and a fucking... I'm going to hire scene. an assassin to kill <laughs> Adam Sandler if you do that. Oh, I forget. I was on uh, Google Images. He has a ping pong uh, bat. Oh yeah, I don't know what the significance of that is. Yeah, that's never like mentioned why he has a ping pong bat. Well, when he's like threatened in any sort of scenario, (laughs) he just brings it out as if it's some sort of like defense mechanism. Yeah, it really makes no sense. (laughs) Never explained. Uh, The woman from Modern Family is in this as Yubi's sort of like childhood love interest. And she's really creepy. I don't I assume it's on purpose. Yeah, I got it. Because you might meant to have like the red herring of it's her who's like the one doing all this shit but she like 
Whenever she's on camera, she's just staring unblinkingly at Adam Sandler. Yeah. And it's just, there's something unnerving about her performance. Well, they definitely try and be like, oh, who is, like, the big bad in this? Who's, like, Mm. kidnapping people and, like, scaring the town people? But it's like, yeah, each time she's on screen, as you said, she's got, like, the fucking thousand-yard stare talking to Adam Sandler and being like, wow, almost like, wow, Hubie, you're so kind. It's like... You're the kindest guy in the world. Yeah, she's like, or something. Like, what's going on? Yeah something really wrong there because she wasn't the killer so she's just yeah. deranged <laughs> <laughs> or just in love um, <laughs> yeah I suppose so <laughs> so obviously as we just said she's not the killer do you want to talk about the reveal at the end I cannot I've watched this a couple days ago I can't even remember who was the killer really yeah. right, so there, there was meant to be a killer but there is technically no killer so it's spoilers it's revealed that the one who was kidnapping everyone and scaring the town was none other and Hubie's own mother. Oh, of course. She yeah. got, <laughs> earlier in the film, uh, she gives Hubie the advice where it, she, he needs to start sticking up for himself and getting back at the people who have been mean to him. And he still mm-hmm. doesn't do it because he's, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. So she does it instead. Uh, she kidnaps Rayleigh, uh, uh, Tim Meadows' character, his wife, um, the small dude who dresses up as Freddie Mercury. I don't know the uh, I can't remember the character's name. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name. The guy, the guy from Wim, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, is that who's from? Yes. Huh. So yeah, she kidnaps these, ties them to bits of wood in the back garden, and is ready to set them alight, just like the witches in Salem were. Yeah, yeah. And again, she's wearing like an over-the-top comical T-shirt during this scene, and she as she just like sinisterly explains why she's done it. Yeah. And, oh man, it's. It was a twist I did not see coming out. I mean, obviously, even that is like, oh, the mother's the killer is Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's definitely a Friday the 13th uh, type thing where you don't know who it is and then it's revealed that it's the mother at the very end. But, uh, yeah, it's just very... I like... You can read in the, these, like, influences into it. Like, you can see the whole Norman Bates thing, like, mm. your best friend to your mother, because it clearly is in this case. But I feel like Adam Sandler didn't add those in. I feel like it's... Um, the other writer whatever his name is uh, Tim Herlihy or something Tim Herlihy I'm sure it's him who's at, sprinkled that in amongst <laughs> Adam Sandler's nonsense uh, you mean as a undisputed genius I think <laughs> I think Adam Sandler is one of the oh. worst least funny comedians ever you didn't enjoy your stand up when he's like keys, wallet, phone, passport, laptop and all that stuff when he goes to the airport no no that, I mean, again, this looks like this is a two different folks, two different strokes, you know what I'm saying? I like yeah. Adam Sandler's stuff. Uh, do you remember how Hubie saves the day? Yeah, he uses his trusty thermos to millimetres before it touches, uh, like, the tinder. Uh, the little match gets put out because he throws his bit of soup on it. <laughs> Which, again, is like some Matrix-level soup throwing. Like, this kid, man, adult... Man child. This individual. <laughs> this individual, yeah. <laughs> Clearly has some skill set that like has gone on unseen for years. Mm-hmm. He's definitely flown under the radar in terms of his genius in this one. And I'm telling you, that's what it is all about. <laughs> <laughs> but um after he saves the day, it skips forward for like a year. And mm-hmm. at this point at the end, you know, uh Hubie and Viola are married, you know, they're fostering kids together. Hubie becomes the mayor of Salem. Now, I don't know how all the elections and stuff like that run in America, but this is a guy whose number one scandal would have been his mother kidnapped townsfolk, ready yeah. to kill them to protect her son. And she escapes, by the way. Yeah. With the old, was it, like Spock? She's like, shouts to Spock or something over there. Or yeah, Frankenstein. She, she turns around and she's essentially done the Dracula thing where yeah. it just disappears in the thing of smoke. 
But if everyone in the town is like, oh yeah, I realise this guy's not a loser anymore, he's nice. He's still stupid. <laughs> he, he might be nice now, you might have realised he's nice, but nice is not a reason to elect someone. No, not at all. <laughs> like, he's clearly underqualified for this. Yeah, just like let him do whatever. Don't get me wrong, Halloween will be the safest part of this town's like history forever from this point on as he's met. Yeah. But everything else is going to go to shit. Yeah. It won't they won't even make it to next Halloween. No. <laughs> I mean unless he finally pants his uh thermoses and start selling them, then it'll be the uh Yeah, it gives everyone in town their own thermos. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, what would you give this out of five? Okay, so like in terms of me me take the piss content, it's like a four. But realistically, it's like a two. <laughs> so overall like a three. I'll give it a three overall, because it's got a weird balance for me. Mm. I'm thinking like half a star oh. if I could give it minus I would I think it's just a waste of life everyone involved in it should be ashamed um, Adam Sandler should just use this as a reason to start making films it's just oh. I'm the polar opposite Keep it, I want Hubie's Halloween 2 <laughs> I will campaign against that <laughs> I just I don't know it's just, it just seems like one of Hollywood's like most well-known actors just kind of doing what he wants. I don't know. There's something like punk about that. Whether it's good mm-hmm. or bad, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, here it is. Deal with it. I feel like I need to go back and watch every single Adam Sandler film and see if his effect on the world has been like a net good or a net bad. <laughs> see, there's a lot of stuff I just as I said that goes under the radar. There's the Ridiculous Six, which I just refuse to watch. Apparently, I never saw that. Apparently the Hotel Transylvania series is really good, but again, I'm just yeah, never to see in it. I don't think he's the main bit, though. I think... Yeah, he uh, plays Dracula. He's the main voice. No, but I don't think he's like the main pull. Really? Yeah, because it's got like uh, Andy Samberg in it, Selena oh, okay. Gomez. Um, that's my boy with Andy Samberg. Isn't a bad film. Again, it's the whole idea of deadbeat dad. Yeah, in touch with his kids. I know Adam Sandler went to Andy Samberg's wedding dressed as the character from That's My Boy. <laughs> oh my god! And like acting like him and shit. Oh my! <laughs> Cringe. Yeah, like there's. I said I find the guy funny, but like there's some bits where I was like, "This is no need." Like, yeah, I recommend you watch Happy Gilmore. Now, Happy Gilmore is one of my like favorite Sandler films because it's just he's a hockey player with anger issues who wants who needs to win a golf tournament to buy his grandma's house for her. That is mm. it. <laughs> I also want to watch. I don't know what it's called, but the one where he's on a cruise ship. Because people regularly cite that as being like one of the worst films oh, of all that's, time. Yeah, that's Overboard, I think it's called. Yeah. Or something. Um, I know. I, I can I visualize the poster, but I can't think what it's called. I literally just went past it. Uh, going Overboard, yeah. Going um, overboard. I think my mum has that on DVD. Well, and not even we <laughs> finished it. Like we turned it on, like no thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I want to. I want to see the best and the worst. And I watch Uncooked Gems as well. Definitely watch Uncooked Gems because people either say that's like amazing and was snubbed, or they're like terrible I never want to see it again so <laughs> he, I want to see which end of polarised opinions I'm on he has some good he does have some good films like yeah. as I said you've got Happy Gilmore Click. Big Daddy was good Wedding Singer is good Just Go With It Click uh, I've seen Grown Ups yeah. Um, Grown Ups yeah First Grown Ups is good First Grown Ups is like Kevin James is like genuinely funny yeah Little Nicky is good but again you've got to just it's him doing a voice for the entire run time <laughs> But, you know, it's the son of Satan played by um, Harvey Keitel. I mean, come on. It's kind of cool. <laughs> like, like, even that, just how he gets this, these cast members in this. He's either got mm-hmm. so much dirt on everyone in Hollywood that they can't say no, or they genuinely just like him. Well, Al Pacino was in Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. I've not seen that one. 
I've seen that. I saw that one in the cinema. Ooh. The uh, there's a funny line in it where there's like a, a meta thing where I just I don't think it's conscious at, any, at all. I think it's ironic that they've just accidentally done it. But they make a film within the film, and Al Pacino sees it and he's like, "Destroy it, burn every copy." And it's just like, "Well, <laughs> oh, you should do that with this film." Yeah. I get. I mean, <laughs> obviously he fits into like the comedy bracket, but it's just he's made so many in. I do think at this point the majority of them will be, you know, in the worst, you know, bad side. Just of because spectrum. of sheer quantity. Yeah. But the, when he does something good, he does something good. Yeah, his good films are good. But it's just, when's he going to do good? Yeah, it's just like, we never know if he's going to be back after this Hubie nonsense. Oh, he'll be back. I want Hubie Halloween too. <sighs> I, want this, I want this to be a yearly thing. You get those, like, Air Bud movies, there's like 19 of them. I want Hubie, <laughs> I want Hubie's Halloween Christmas Bonanza. That's what I want. Not. I would I, never watch that. Jesus I want to see a family festive movie at every seasonal thing with, with Hubie in it. I hope this is forgotten so fast <laughs> that no one ever thinks of it again. Oh, you say that. You wait until next time. <laughs> Coronavirus, you know, up at the side where we can all hang out again. I'm putting on <laughs> Hubie's Halloween. Oh, I would have never seen this if Netflix hadn't tricked me into thinking it wasn't Adam Sandler. I don't even know how he got tricked. Like, because I've never heard of it, and then it's just a picture of the Stranger Things kid and a Halloween film, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, I've got. I'm sure there's plenty more we could add, but I don't. Yeah, this is been a pretty comprehensive view yeah. of our contrasting opinions <laughs> so yeah if you particularly feel like torturing yourself it's on netflix now so you know <laughs> give it a watch yeah there's I... far better things to watch but if you really feel like you need to see this yeah which you do everyone should <laughs> <laughs> sign the petition to have ub2 cancelled <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah overall that's what we think so let us know what you think in the comments down below Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Happy Halloween. Bye. Don't forget your thermos. Bye. (laughs) Check out Dead Frog Productions on all social media, and check out our website at deadfrogproductions.weebly.com. And also check out our Dead Frog Productions YouTube channel, where you can find all of our horror short films. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.